Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. What a weekend. We got all the college football. Of course, the Bucks beat the Carolina Panthers. Mike Evans goes crazy. He gets the over 1,000 yards for the 10th straight season and just a huge game with a big touchdown that puts them ahead for good, and they're on to Atlanta to unbelievably play for the division lead in the NFC South after all their struggles. So we'll talk all about that in just a moment. Let's start with what happened to Florida State. And the college football uh, poll came out. Of course, the top four teams did not include the Seminoles. Michigan is number one, Steve. That's uh, love you, you know, go blue and all that. Jim Harbaugh's team, number one in the nation heading into the tournament. Number two is Washington, which was undefeated with a big win over Oregon in their conference championship, the last Pac-12 conference championship, we think. Second win over Oregon this year for Washington. Number three is Texas. And you know what? Uh Steve Sarkeesian's team really looked good at the end of the year, but they had one loss as well. And then came number four, and this is the one that was hotly debated, although I don't know by really that that hotly debated, but Alabama slides in there after beating Georgia in the SEC final. And, yes, your Florida State Seminoles, despite being perfect, despite being 13-0, and despite overcoming all kinds of obstacles, most notably – the loss of their quarterback, uh, Jordan Travis. I mean, I don't know what you're going to tell these guys and look them in the eye and say anything except this. It's a sham. It's a TV show. It doesn't matter what you do on the field. We're picking the prettiest uh, teams. We don't care about results. You know, even though there's a scoreboard and – the best teams are the ones that overcome obstacles and are resilient and find ways to win. You guys aren't pretty enough. You're not going to give us good enough ratings in the games. This is a TV show. Sorry, you're too ugly. Go home. That's not what sport is. Sport, you know, it's not ice skating. Sport's supposed to be decided by a scoreboard. And the scoreboard said they were undefeated in a major conference and won their championship. And the ACC did better than the, uh, against the SEC than any other conference. I just I think it's the worst message you could send. And frankly, uh, I'm not surprised. I'm disappointed. But this is not sport to me. This is just picking winners. This is just like guys in Las Vegas think that these are the best teams and we're going to go for it. Well, let's not forget, when you say it's a TV show, let's not forget who owns the SEC Network. ESPN. They broadcast oh, yeah. the, the semifinals and the championship. Absolutely. Let's not forget who's getting the SEC Prime package next year from CBS. Yeah. yeah. ABC and ESPN. Yes, sir. The mouse. They want to use the college football playoff to promote the SEC is coming to <laughs> ESPN next year. You think we'll see a few of those commercials, do you? Oh, I think you're going to see a ton of those commercials. <laughs> You know, they always had the, the the Saturday night games, but now they're getting the 330 prime games yes, in the sir. future. Um, this is absolutely – here's the thing. And the committee and its rules and whatever else had the right to do this based on a player not being available. 
that's in the bylaws it's or in whatever. It's in the bylaws, else. But, yeah. But here's what I don't get about that. Well, I get mm-hmm. it, but I why was Florida State number four last week? Well, yeah, because they they won they won the game with a with a third string quarterback and won the SC, and mm-hmm. won the ACC title. Before that, they beat Florida. Now, granted, Florida is not going to a bowl game, but that's a rivalry game in Gainesville, hotly contested with your backup quarterback. The other thing is, they won their last game, uh, the championship with their third string quarterback. But the backup would be back. He would be back uh, to go mm-hmm. ahead and play, you know, in the semifinal. So. I just don't, you know, one player going down, to me, like I've said, the best team, the team that was the most resilient, the one that wouldn't quit, the one that did everything they had to do that found other ways to win, despite losing a Heisman candidate quarterback and the greatest maybe in Florida State history. I mean, it depends. if you want. Jameis Winston won a national championship, but this kid did unbelievable things. But you won despite all that. Isn't that what this is about? Aren't we Aren't we competing? Aren't we finding ways, other ways? I know it's a quarterback, but football is not a one-man sport. It's not tennis or golf, okay? And sometimes when a guy goes down, other guys have to step up. That's just the way it is. Am I wrong about this? Didn't Ohio State lose a bunch of quarterbacks and, like, Dwayne Haskins stepped in? Yes. They were on their third-string quarterback. Right. So it seemed to be okay back uh, in the day. uh, um, Haskins went down. What was it? JT Barrett Haskins. Who's the guy that uh, uh, Cardell Jones? Cardell Jones. There you go. Cardell Jones. Right. So they were down to there to Cardell Jones, who wound up playing quite well, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Um, and but that didn't stop, you know, the the voters from making Ohio State one of the top teams in the country. Because why? Because then it was about the scoreboard. But then again, Ohio State has an enormous following. Let's just call it for what it is, man. It's just about the money. It's always been about the money, and you made a great point. I mean, like, yeah, uh, the SEC is going to ESPN. Um, the Mouse is is a big partner, the biggest partner in college football. But I don't know. I don't know how you could face anyone from Florida State, the coaches, the players, anyone. I mean, I feel I feel bad for Jordan Travis because here, all he did was get hurt. And as he put out a statement or mm-hmm. something, and he said, gee, I wish I'd have gotten hurt earlier in the year when people could have seen just how good we are without me, and it wouldn't have been about me. But it became about him because no one can fathom them beating anyone without him. Well, they did win the two games without him, and I, I don't care if they get torched. I mean, TCU kind of ruined this for them a year ago. You know, TCU got in because it was the right thing to do, and they may not have been one of the top four teams, and they got they got blasted, or did they? No, no. <laughs> TCU went to the championship. They went to the championship. That's right. So see, sometimes if you just put the team that's supposed to go, you'd be okay. I mean, we don't know. That's why that, that's what sport is. You play the games, man. Hello, you play to win the games. Let them play. Let them decide it on the field. If they get hammered, they get hammered, but they've earned the right. And it and like I said, it's a team sport. We're trying to teach. You know, what do you say? What do you say to these guys? You did everything you could do. You overcame the loss of a of a Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback. You went and beat a rival on their own turf with your third string. You went and won a conference championship, and not just any conference. One of the Power Five. Well, not only that, but the fifteenth team in the country according to College Football Playoff. 
a better oppo- a better opponent than who Texas beat. Now, granted, right. Texas won pretty big. Yeah, but in in the committee's eyes, Louisville's better than Oklahoma State. But yet, Texas jumped up four spots. Well, and, Bama and jumped up four spots. Let, yeah, they they're jumping up, and and Florida drops out. And let's not forget or Florida State. And let's not forget this. Without a Hail Mary, for God's sakes, a Hail Mary at full strength, mm-hmm. you needed a Hail Mary to beat Auburn. Auburn. So if it doesn't matter, if it's just – see, there's, here's, the, here's the, the hypocrisy. Well, Alabama won that game. It's just about winning, baby. You just win. You win in advance, baby. You know? Well, Florida State won their games. Oh, no, 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 no. But they don't have their quarterback. Well, I thought it was about winning. It didn't hurt Alabama because they won. They won on a Hail Mary, but they won. Yeah, but that's you know that's different. No, it's not. You can't. They're talking out of both sides of their mouth. It's a TV show. It, the hypocrisy is never bigger in college sports than it is with this ruling right here. And I know that next year when they go to expand it to twelve teams or whatever, maybe this you know we'll be arguing about number thirteen. It's not as cataclysmic. But I, honest to goodness, I mean, and I feel for Travis. It's just. It's horrible. It, it's it's the it's not the right ruling. And again, I don't care if they got destroyed in the first game of the semifinals. They earned the right to play it. That's just the way I feel. And almost every semifinal keep... game, except for last year's, they've were all blowouts. been they've all been blowouts. Yeah, they've all been blowouts. So I mean, that might not be any different even this year. No matter who they picked, um, we'll see. But we know why. We know the SEC is king. We know. You know all these things. We know that they're about ratings, and and you know that that's why they got hosed. That's why this school in Tallahassee, in a mm-hmm. in a league like the ACC, which is really on you know death's door when you think about it, uh, when you think about their future in particular, um, that's that's why nobody cared, you know, because it's not the all and powerful. So I I I don't know. I feel bad for him. I saw it coming. I knew it was going to happen to him. It, it doesn't surprise me, but it does It does disappoint. I cannot wait to talk to Matt Baker, our college football writer at the Tampa Bay Times, and you read him on tampabay.com, who's followed Florida State all season long, has a great grasp of the committee, everything that goes on there, what he will have to say about all this. Um, he may disagree with me. A lot of people do. I, I thought Booker McFarland was a good representation of my viewpoint on TV, you know, Joey Galloway took the other view, but uh, I think think Booger put it pretty well, and it's just, and so did John Romano, if you read his column in the Tampa Bay Times and on TampaBay.com, it's why you keep score, man. You know, it's, it, it, it you know, teams, defenses uh, sometimes win games. I mean, the Bucks won a Super Bowl, and whether it was Brad Johnson or somebody else, they had to overcome a lot on the mm-hmm. offensive side because their defense was good enough to do that, you know? And and sometimes that's what team is. Well, I mean, um, look at the Eagles a couple of years ago. Yeah, Carson Wentz Nick, goes down. They yeah. didn't disqualify them from the, the play, NFL playoffs. Exactly right. And Nick Foles steps in and beats Tom Brady. I mean, that happens in football in the NFL all the time. Um, You know, and, and the, you just don't say, well, yeah, why did they get to play in the Super Bowl? Well, because they earned it. Yeah, but they didn't have Carson Wentz. We should have gotten another team. How bizarre would that be if the NFL did those things? If it was, and why doesn't the NFL do it? Because they let them decide it on the field, on the field. That's where games 
not ice skating should be decided. And yeah, I mean that that would have been exactly right. We would we would have not had the Eagles as world champions. They would have taken another team from the NFC and put them in there against Tom Brady. I mean, it's ridiculous. So I, I knew I felt it. I knew it was going to happen, and unfortunately, it did. But um, yeah, I talked to Matt Baker about it later in the week. It should be uh, it should be very lively uh, when we have a chance to talk to him. But I'm sorry for. For Norvell, for all those kids up there, it's just, uh, to me, it's weird. Um, we're going to talk, of course, about the Bucks win over Carolina here in just a minute. Big day for Mike Evans, and he's had a few, believe me. I uh, want to let you guys know that for the past 14 years, the skilled pros of May Electric Solar have been installing solar energy systems in Florida. They provide the most reliable solar equipment, the best installation methods, and service while helping homeowners cut energy costs with an environmentally safe investment. Well, May Electric Solar uses their own skilled employees, never some contractors, and they've always offered the safest and most reliable equipment. Now May Electric Solar offers a 30-year no-cost equipment replacement and labor warranty. That means for 30 years, May Electric Solar, backed by Solar Insure, means that your roof electrical equipment and equipment replacement is covered. Solar Insure even survives May Electric Solar and is owned by the homeowner with no deductibles or additional fees. This policy will transfer to the new homeowners with no fee. It's not a blanket insurance policy. In fact, only the best contractors are allowed to be part of this program. May Electric Solar's reputation and history of workmanship has earned this membership. To learn more about May Electric Solar's installation and their 30-year warranty, call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. All right, so the Bucks uh, beat the Carolina Panthers. It was a much closer game than uh, I think that they would have uh, preferred, 21-18. They actually trailed in this game for a moment in the third quarter, 10-7. to Boy, the first half, man, the rain came, and it, I mean, it was buckets, baby. And, and like, I know the Bucks train in Florida, and they, they're outside and should be outside during the rain. They haven't for a very long time, and – it affected obviously it affected the ability to throw and catch. Baker Mayfield had one interception. The ball came off his his hand like 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 he was throwing a slider or something. Um, and it, it was kind of tough sledding there really for both teams throwing the football. And then when the rain stopped in the second half, it got much better. And Mike Evans, man, I mean this guy continues to amaze me with how productive he is. You know, there was a time when I and I, because I've been in the Hall of Fame room and I know the debates and I know what people say about players and who's worthy. I I really did wonder if Mike Evans is was a Hall of Fame worthy player. I mean, nowadays the numbers, receiving numbers are so much bigger and so on and so forth. There used to be certain uh, you know landmarks, ten thousand yards, um, you know, thousand catches, these stuff. Now now it's the bar has kind of changed. But I'll tell you what. Mike Evans, to me, uh, and to a lot of people, is a Hall of Famer. And I don't know where his career is going to end or when, uh, but the dude actually is getting better. Like, not many people get better at 30 years old. Uh, I talked to him the other day. They clocked him at 21 miles an hour uh, in in, uh, the game before this one. And he he has changed his body. I think Brady had a huge influence on him, uh, you know, about nutrition, about um, treatment and staying healthy and the preventative stuff. And Mike has done that. And knock on wood, that's kind of been the key. But he, but he's also better as a player. 
You know, he's a better route runner. He's become great after the catch, which is something that he never did. And now the run after the catch is there. Um, but the play he makes for the 75-yard touchdown, and not only that, but taking off from the four-yard line and and sort of vaulting, you know, flying, if you will, like Superman to the to the pylon. He gets inside the pylon. They rule him out at like the one-yard line, and then replay shows uh, that, no, he did reach the ball over top and on the inside of the pylon, and it was a touchdown. And I mean to tell you, I mean, the dude is legit, uh, you know, Canton material because his production and, and at 30 years old and a well-preserved 30-year-old old at that because, remember, he'd only played two college football seasons at Texas A&M. And he came out, he was 20 years old. So as he said, you know, my body was pretty well-preserved because I didn't play a ton of football. He's a basketball player primarily. So he didn't take a ton of hits, you know, in college before he got out. But, I mean, he's just been nails. And so he's over 1,000 yards. Again, he needed 150 coming in. He got well over that, um, 162, I want to say. But he now has 61 catches, 1,012 yards, and 10 touchdowns, which is just amazing numbers. It's also the 10th straight year with 60 or more catches. I mean, the superlatives just go on and on. And when you ask people about Mike, they're like, I don't know what else to say. Like, the the guy is just, you know, flat-out incredible. And like I said, and he's getting better at age 30 than he was at 26 or 27. He's just – what he does, it's just how consistent he is. I, I know exactly. he's had some drops this year, and, and that's always – He has, yeah. You know, it, this year more than others, and and mm-hmm. I don't, you know you kind of wonder if it's just pushing a little bit or uh, just still learning Baker Mayfield, et cetera. But you know, just he, he's just consistent and he's a pro. Yeah, like he just goes about his business. Yep. And and you know, it, it, it look at the list of quarterbacks he's had as he's done oh this streak. God. I mean, the only player in history to have more consecutive one thousand yard seasons is Jerry Rice. Yeah, he didn't do it at the beginning of his career. Next year, yeah, he didn't do it at the beginning of his career. So Mike's the only one to ever do it every year of his career at this point. That's correct. And you know, if he's not a Hall of Famer, then I, you know, who knows what a Hall of Famer? I don't know what it looks like. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know who. I mean, who one is? Yeah, he absolutely is, and he's got a ring to go with it too. Yeah, and that helps him absolutely. Um, It does. I think he'll make the Pro Bowl this year, or should he? Absolutely. Was he first or second in touchdowns or something? I, I, I don't yeah, know the, he was. He was trailing Tyree Kill. I don't right. know if Tyreek had one, but he he had nine. He had a couple. Tyreke he had a couple had this week. Yeah, but Tyreek also had thirty four more catches going into the game. Tyreek's had an so, incredible year. I mean, he's yeah, and he's he plays a, in an offense that, frankly, yeah. you know, is pass heavy, and and you know, with his speed, you know, Tua has done a nice job. You're right about the quarterbacks he's played for. I mean, goodness gracious, nothing against any of these guys, but man, Mike Glennon and Josh McCown and um, you know, just so many of them that really ex- weren't exactly, you know, top of the line players. I mean, look, he Jameis he had for 5 years and Jameis threw him a ton of footballs and he caught a ton of them, but he wasn't a great quarterback and he made it difficult sometimes on Mike. And as Mike has evolved, he really, you know, I, I think he took off with Brady. I think Brady impressed upon him the nutrition and getting his body right and being lighter and those sort of things that really helped him. 
Um, but it was the Brady years that, you know, I, I thought people started to discover Mike because they were winning. And when you don't go to the playoffs for seven years, nobody gets to see you when you're the only game on, right? You don't get that many marquee games on Monday night or Thursday night or Sunday night. Uh, and so he's been one of these, you know, worst kept secrets, but honest to goodness, um, the guy just shows no slowing down and he put this team on, on their, on his back. He really did. He preserved the season in my opinion, because Carolina, even though they're one of the less talented rosters in the league, they were hanging tough and young was playing well, you know, and how about the Bucks defense though? Like for as much as Mike did, and he did a ton, I think he had all but maybe 40 yards of the passing yardage that Mayfield had on Sunday. Um, but what about the defense? They start the game. They have no Levante David, no Devin White, no Servassier Dennis, who's a rookie backup. He's been out sick the entire week. He couldn't answer the bell. Um, you know, you just look across the board and then they go out and they play the game. And KJ Britt is the inside linebacker that's going to wear the helmet communicator. KJ Britt goes down with a back injury. So now you're like, we were out, we're fresh out of inside linebackers, boys. What do we do? And so, uh, you know, they, they were able to kind of spackle it together and, uh, you know, Ryan was able to come in their safety and, and play down in the box and they got through it. I mean, playing a lot of nickel, a lot of dime packages, you know, kind of daring them to, to sort of run the ball against them, but they managed to get it done. And I I thought it was just, you know, a terrific effort really on both sides of the ball. But uh, look, Carolina, you know they they needed to win. They're one. They were one in ten. They're one in eleven football team. So it's not like you can walk out of there with anything less than a than a loss. But as Todd Bowles told his team before the game, and now it's true after the game that when when they started uh, the other day, he told them, "Hey, in eight days, we could be in first place in the NFC South, and if they beat Atlanta on Sunday." And I still think Atlanta is a very beatable team. They managed to squeeze past the Jets on Sunday. The Bucks would would have their own destiny and be in first place. It's incredible. Well, and it's it's I mean it's kind of a repeat of last season. We've said it all along. Like it may t- it may yeah. be eight wins that wins this division or nine. Could be, yeah. You know, and at, at this point, what Atlanta six and six. Mm-hmm. So five games to go. At best, they could get to eleven and six. Figure right. that's not going to happen. No. So you're talking, you know, probably eight or nine wins wins this division. Yeah. I'd be confident to say, and Atlanta has not lost the division game. Of course, that's the first tiebreaker. Um, you know, with, with the record, it's head-to-head if they're tied, and then it's division record. Atlanta's undefeated. Um, but, you know, the Bucks should they run the table, they got Atlanta, and then they have to uh, – still play Carolina again and, you know, also New Orleans. But they're going to have to find another win, most likely, either home against Jacksonville or at Green Bay, which suddenly looks much more formidable. They just beat Kansas City on Sunday night football. So, you know, but this thing is there for for the taking. Like, it legit is there. Like, they they can walk out of Atlanta at, you know, 5 or 6 o'clock or so, whenever their 1 o'clock game is over, and they're headed to the airplane, they can walk out in first place 
in the NFC South with everything in their own control. And, you know, and that's that's without playing with a lot of pieces. And we'll see if they get Levante David back and Devin White and sort of all those guys. Um, but regardless of whether they do or they don't, I mean, they're in it. And it's pretty remarkable when you look at where they've come from. They, they still, they're still not close to 500. They'd have to win two more weeks um, to get there. But, you know, it's it's sort of unfolding the way the the way they hoped, um, despite having all these losses. You're, and I, I think you're right. I think nine wins with one of those being against New Orleans gets it for the Bucks. I think they win the division. If if the Bucks get to nine wins, presumably at that point you're going to have beaten Atlanta next week. Mm-hmm. Carolina and, again, and Carolina again, and New Orleans, and New Orleans. That gets mm-hmm. you to eight. And one of the final at home against Jacksonville or at Green Bay, and now at Green Bay looks tough, but one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, can they go 4-1 and one the rest of the way? It's going to be tough, man. I mean, look, they've won two out of three, or you could say, you know, that they've lost six out of eight. I, I think they're going to need some of those defensive guys back. Oh, I do too. I do too. I think, you know, you'll need David. You'll need a more healthy mm-hmm. Devin White. There's no question. I, I don't think they're going to hold up. And now, you know, Losing K.J. Britt was no small thing because he had the helmet communicator. They had to give that to Cam Gill, I think, um, or one of those guys that was playing inside. So, yeah, you know, they just kind of faked it, man. They just kind of winged it, and it was good enough. Um, and it may be good enough against Desmond Ritter, who I can't believe that you're going to win that division with him at quarterback. You know, as many times as he's turned the ball over, um, Atlanta can run the ball. Their defense is sketchy. They had to hang on to beat the Jets. I mean, the Jets were in that thing until the very end. They simply had no offense. You know, if the Jets had any offense at all, um, they probably wouldn't have won that game. But, you know, it was not to be. So, Bucks got them right where they want them, man. They're, they're, their destiny is in their own hands. And um, I sense relief after the game, but also sort of a quiet confidence that, like, yeah, we know – or you know, it's, it's win or go home right now for the rest of the season. And, well, they had lost six know, out of seven. Yeah, I so know. so a win, of course, there's relief. I mean, <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, all of a sudden, if you lost seven out of eight, you're going, oh, oh my goodness, it's over. Yeah, it's over. And uh, you know, and I I wrote a story in the Tampa Bay Times on TampaBay.com on Saturday. You know, a lot of people, and I mean a lot of people that are on Twitter, and maybe they're the the vocal minority, but uh, have been calling for some time for Todd Bowles' firing, and they want it now. <laughs> they wanted it yesterday. Um, and I did talk to Todd before this game, and I asked him, I said, are you, are you, do you feel like you're coaching for your, your future tomorrow? You know, like, or on Sunday against Carolina? Like, if you were to lose, would that be it for you? And he's like, no, no, uh-uh, I'm not thinking that way. Like, you know, and I never have. He's sort of like, you know, you got to prepare your team, go through the season, and then when you have all the information. And that's the thing. A lot of people think that the Bucks, if it got bad, would, would you know, the Glazers would dismiss, dismiss bowls. But they have never done that. And my information in talking to people at the Bucks is they will not do that. Um, so I think Todd will have a chance to finish out the year, and then we'll see. But absolutely, everything is still there for them. New Orleans, Derek Carr got hurt. They had to bring in Jameis Winston. Um, Carr looks pretty busted up. I don't know if it was his shoulder, or, but his right arm was put in an awkward position. So um, that's something to watch. There's just no dominant teams here, man, and the Bucks have legit as good a chance as anyone, but it had to start, 
you know, on Sunday, and it had to start against Carolina, and they were able they were able to get the dub, man. That's that's all that really matters. Well, kind of as we talked in the college football segment, same thing. You know, you think if they if they win the NFC South, that the NFL will say you're not good enough. We're bringing somebody else. We're bringing Atlanta or New Orleans. There's a lot of people, a lot of fans that would like that. They would. Yeah, I know. Not just in Atlanta and I New mean, Orleans. We either. heard them last year with the Bucks being eight and nine. Oh, they I know. Won the division and made it. Oh, I know. It's brutal. <laughs> and that's the thing. You're going to have some team in the NFC east or whatever you know that has got a better record is really really good and and they don't get in you know or some team in the afc but they're they're right where they you know every goal they have is still in play even though um they've lost this many games but i thought it was you know the first half was awful and, it, and you know even though you live in florida you're not lose used necessarily to that kind of downpour Baker had an interception. The ball just comes out of his hand like a slider or something, and it kind of spins sideways with a rooster tail. Like, it was just weird. Um, but, you know, he was able to hang in there, and then the second half the rain stopped, and then guys were able to catch the football again and throw the football again. So um, that made a big difference. But, um, you know, look, it, it was to me it was as close to a must win as they had because they're better than, than the Panthers, and – um, but even having said that, if not for guys stepping up uh, and the guys like J.J. Russell had to take the helmet communicator and the interception that Antoine Winfield Jr. has, I mean, Bryce Young is about to get a touchdown and Carlton Davis is beaten. And somehow, you know, Winfield breaks on it and makes the interception late in the game. Like, that was huge. So they got some big plays when they needed them. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just – it just doesn't matter at this point. You just have to win, stack wins, and that's what Mike told his team after the game. Is guys, if it's ugly, it's ugly. We don't. Who cares? Let's just win. That's all we got to do is just keep winning. There's no committee picking the playoff teams. Isn't that wonderful? Like we started with the committee, and now we don't have to worry about them. And that's the thing, man. Like you said with Nick Foles and that, like you don't know what you're going to get. You you should get the best teams, the ones that have gone out there and and done it time and time again on the scoreboard, like not. You know, oh well, you know they, they well they beat Auburn on the Hail Mary, like eh, I don't know, man. I'm I'm really curious about that, but I do love the fact that the NFL plays it out, and you got to do it, you know, on the field. That's that's pretty huge, actually. Um, so yeah, Todd Bowles was in a good mood. The players were in a great mood. Mike Evans said he still doesn't know what's going to happen at the end of the season. Uh, he is a free agent, and I got to believe with the way he's playing, the money will be there for him. It will be there. And whatever the Bucks think he's worth uh, doesn't matter because it's what Mike thinks he's worth because I think he's going to get it. You know, I think he's that unique of an athlete. And, um, you know, and he said, he goes, I'm lucky because I didn't really play a lot of football and then, you know, had a redshirt year at A&M and I came to the NFL. He was 20 years old. You know, so he's managed to do all this uh, at, at a very high level for a long time. And um, that was – like him diving in from four yards out was amazing. Yeah, that's, amazing. that's incredible what he did. I mean, we got a picture of this thing. I mean, he's just completely elevated, stretched out. Like what athleticism you must have and speed to be able to do that. So uh was happy for him. And most all but like 60 yards, I think, on uh, in the air – 
uh, passing from Mayfield was was to Mike Evans. There wasn't, you know, they ran the ball successfully. It wasn't overwhelming. I think about seventy five yards or so. Um, Rashad White had a good average, not great. Um, so they did some things, and then, you know, we mentioned the defense and Antoine Winfield Jr. and stuff. Um, but this was th- this game in Atlanta. Uh, to me, in, in New Orleans has been a huge disappointment. So, to me, this game in Atlanta could well determine, you know, who the NFC uh, champ is. Now, the split would, you know, would go to another tiebreaker, which is division record. And White Nat right now, Atlanta has not lost any, right? So they'll have to lose. I have to get some more defeats in here somewhere down the line. But uh, yeah, I'm. I mean, look, shoot, I'm looking forward to it, man. There's not many games where, you know, the Falcons and the Bucks have been playing for something as large as the NFC South lead. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. All right, meanwhile, not such a great uh, result for the Lightning of late. My goodness, uh, Dallas kind of took them apart, right? Uh, yeah, they lost four in a row now, all in regulation, and Saturday was an 8-1 to one defeat. Woof. Vasilevsky man. pulled after two periods. Wow. Wow. I'm sure it wasn't all on him, but my goodness, if you're going to leave him out to dry like that. They, they've got a chance to turn it around. I mean, they've got to turn around fast, but they've got Dallas coming right back, only this time it's here. Yeah, they, that's uh, who they lost to Saturday. Now they'll host them tonight Yeah, at Amelie Arena. Weird. Then they have the Penguins at home Wednesday night, then they go on a uh, five-game, about a 10-day road trip. It's brutal. It's out west. Yeah, yeah. it's Nashville, and then you get the western Canada. You get the Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, and Seattle all together. Yeah. No, that's that's tough. Um, But they need to get it going. I thought – I think a lot of people just assume, well, Vassie's back, you know, that's it, Uh, game over. But not so fast, my friend. The Lightning have to uh, have to play better. And they got to do it here uh, before too long. Um, what else we got? Is anything else going on? We got uh, USF's uh, going bowling in Boca Raton. They're going Boca, yeah. They got Syracuse down there, I believe. Yes, the orange. And the ReliQuest Bowl pairings are set. My wife will be thrilled. Yes, she is. Although Wisconsin, I don't know LSU. why. <laughs> yeah, it's a, again, where they yeah. win six or seven games, something like that. But yeah, yeah LSU and Wisconsin. And Gasparilla Bowl gets uh, UCF. There you go. I was kind of hoping UCF would play USF. I was sorry that didn't happen. You yeah, know. that's what the bowl should be for. Yeah, the rivalry. If you have a chance, if you have a chance to match up rivalries or, or storylines like that. Yeah, that would have been cool, man. You know, outside the, the the playoff, which is supposed to determine you know the champion. That one you want yeah. to, you know, playoff. Yeah, that's that one's the one you want Florida. St- oh wait a minute, you don't want the undefeated team, I guess, but. Uh, but I digress. So, yeah, lots to talk about. Todd Bowles a little earlier today. It'll be at noon, so we'll be over there at One Buck Place, get his updates. He said that he was pretty sure that Savassier Dennis would be back this week, kind of a freak illness type deal. Uh, he should be, you know, uh, not under the weather anymore. And then 
Not so sure about still Levante David or Devin White. So that's going to be something to watch. And, uh, yeah, man, they they just hats off for them to to being resourceful. And they lost K.J. Britt. That didn't look good. He's probably going to miss some more time there. Fresh out of inside linebackers. But those guys did a really good job. And, um, you know, just just watching them, Ryan Neal, you know, had a stop at the goal line for about a three-yard loss and, and, um, you know, prevented a touchdown. So he really played well, and that's why – he got the game ball. All right. Um, you can also send us your mailback questions anytime you want. Send them to us at SportsDayTB. You can reach me uh, at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. Busy weekend, busy week ahead, of course. Talking a little college football with Matt Baker later this week as well. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.